Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I'm going to title this message, Nothing Just Happens. Uh, I'm looking for the book of Ephesians, if y'all want to start looking for it. Is that in the New Testament? There it is. That's, that's so embarrassing when you can't find the book of the Bible. Isn't it? It's really embarrassing when you're at a pastor's conference. Everybody's thinking, man, that pastor don't know his Bible. Ephesians chapter number 6. Don't forget about tonight. It'll be our first, I guess one of our first Sunday evening services we've done uh, since the coronavirus. Uh, But it's going to be geared towards uh, the unity of our nation, speaking into the current crises. Uh, God's laid some words on Brother Fluky's heart. He's going to be sharing, so we really want everybody to be present for that tonight. Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickednesses in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Somebody shout, nothing just happens. Having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and Supplication, that is an, an, an ardent, intense, crying out to God, praying always with prayer and supplication. How? In the Spirit, watching, standing guard, being alert with all perseverance. If you're going to start praying, you're going to have to learn to endure. Amen. It's got to be an enduring prayer, one that perse- perseveres and Opposition, thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Turn with me to the book of James now, chapter number 2. Amen. I need you to look over your neighbor and tell them God's about to talk to you. Get ready. Tell them, wake them up. Tell them get off their phones. Get off Facebook. Tell them God's about to talk to you. Tell Joey he needs to know it. Tell him. There you go. If you don't believe he's about to talk to you, you may not listen good. Verse number 14. 2.14. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and does not have works? Can faith save him? Now, James uses that word a lot, so I want to define it for you in the Greek. In the Greek, that word work, write it down, is ergon. It's where we get our word energy. You hear the resemblance? Energy. It actually means to toil or an effort or occupation, an act, a deed, a doing. A faith that, that don't do anything is a dead faith. She said, so a faith that don't have activity, a faith that don't manifest itself uh, 
He said, as an occupation. You know, the Bible says, walk worthy of your vocation. What is our vocation? Our vocation is living by faith. But faith is not a mental ascent to Scripture. Faith, true faith, always manifests itself with activity. So that's what James is dealing here with. He said, what does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a, thank you, whoever answered that. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does that profit? Nothing. He said faith is the same way. If it does not have works, if it don't have an energy about it, if it don't have a doing, it is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. The devil also believe and tremble. But wilt thou not know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? You see now how that faith was working together with his works. Faith wrought with his works and by works was faith made perfect. I love the other translation or another and it says by, by works faith was brought to completion. It was brought into maturity. And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then that how by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also when Rahab the harlot just, was not Rahab the harlot justified because by, by works, when she had received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Uh, James is attacking a mindset that was creeping into the body of Christ that I feel like has crept into the body of Christ today. That faith is a belief system uh, it's not that I don't believe in the Word and I believe the Bible and I believe the Word of God that is taught and preached and uh, that that level of faith is what we build our lives on. And it's a mental ascent to Scripture that never alters character. Uh, it never provokes or produces activity in our life. Romans teaches us that we can look at things in the natural and under things, understand things in the supernatural. Uh, that makes it easy for me. I'm, a, I'm an example type of guy. I learn better with pictures. Can I get a witness, guys? Don't give me a bunch of instructions. Give me some pictures. I'll throw the instructions away and set the box up. If I can look at a picture, I can, I can put this thing together. But I, I, I'm afraid that... Uh, uh, so there is a principle that governs the world you live in and you live by it every day. It's called the law of cause and effect. Have you ever heard of that? It's, I mean, you don't realize how much it operates in your life. Everything operates by cause and effect. From, from, from walking across this floor to everything you do, it's based on cause and effect. I had a definition uh, for that. Uh, cause is the why something happened and the effect is what happened. Nothing just happens. Nothing just happened. Everything has a cause behind it. Amen. We will fight against the Big Bang Theory that none of us believe that a lifeless nothing had a great big explosion and something came out of nothing. We, we, we don't believe that. But it's amazing to me, we come into the kingdom and believe that something supernatural can happen without a cause. 
Are you following me? It, it, are, are, you, are you, am I getting you on board with me? It's amazing to me that we will sit around and say because we believe something, we just believe it's going to happen. When it's a principle, nothing can happen without a cause. There has to be. Nothing moves without a force. From, from, from a little car that my grandkids pushing across the floor to the automobile you ride in to you walking across. Just think of nothing. Nothing, a bird, a, uh, an animal, not inanimate, adamant, it does not matter. Nothing moves without a force. Nothing changes locations without something causing it to happen. It's, it's just bewilders to me. Why do we think we can come into this kingdom and not have proper cause but get the desired effect? Huh? You feel me? Come on. Amen. To sit back and think, well, if I think it enough, it's going to come to pass. Uh, I, I wish that was true. Because if that was true, I would sit in my recliner and think that glass of water. I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to fool with you today. I, I would just sit there and say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe that that popcorn... Home style, no butter. It's about to come out of my pantry. And it's going to be in my microwave. And it's going to pop itself. And it's going to come to me in a bowl. I believe it in the name of Jesus. It's, it's plum comical, isn't it? But in reality, we as Christians, we know that don't happen in the natural. There has to be a cause to that effect. And if I don't have a cause appropriate to the desired effect, I ain't getting no popcorn. I'll sit right there and thirst to death if I don't have a cause to appropriate the effect that I'm desiring in my life. Well, if that is so comical that you laughed at me about it, why do we come into the kingdom of heaven thinking... I can just think a thing enough and it will produce a desired result in my life without no cause whatsoever. Nothing just happens. Nothing. Nothing in the natural, nothing in the spiritual just happens. I ain't never seen a senior walk across the stage saying, hmm, I don't know how that happened. I got my diploma, but I don't, but me, actually, I did say that. <laughs> huh? Ain't nobody ever got a doctorate, Kamal. Ain't nobody got a doctorate, <laughs> amen, and got their certificate and backed up and said, wow, how'd that happen? Ain't nobody, Jermaine, lost 38 pounds, amen, and stood in front of the mirror and said, Wow. How did that happen? Are y'all with me today? I'm going to preach in a minute. I just need to get you in the vein with me. Nothing just happens. There was a cause. Amen. It, it began with a desired effect you wanted. Amen. And the effect you wanted actually, amen, set the pace for the cause you were about to put forth. Amen? I, I, I mean, if, if, if the cause is to get this, this handkerchief to Josh, then I have got to adjust the effect to receive the desired result. Amen? And so if I wanted to get there, or if I wanted to get to Bliss, or if I wanted to get to Tammy, it's all about the effect I want. Are, are y'all... Track it with me just a few minutes. And then when I know the effect I want, then I will adjust the cause to get that. But we come into this spirit world and, oh God, I don't know why I didn't reach you. Oh my God, I'm preaching. I don't know why you're more spiritual than me. 
Come on, somebody, I'm preaching right now. I'm not spitting yet, and I'm not screaming yet, and I ain't climbing these pews yet. Amen. When James said, can I tell y'all something? All of that mental ascent you have, all that the theology you have, unless you put some toil behind it, I'm just going to use Greek definitions, unless there be some effort behind it, amen, then it's going to fall right there, and then you're going to sit on that pew and feel sorry for yourself and be mad at God. Mad at God. Amen. When God gave me the strength to partner with Him, oh, that was further than I thought. God gave me the strength to partner with Him that I can get it to Him all day long. Amen. Not by my own strength, not by my own volition, but by me partnering with God. Is anybody listening to me now? Come on, we're going to take this somewhere tonight. Amen. And, and so the effect is always the direct, uh, it's always in direct proportion to the cause. So I'm sick of the church sitting on the sideline, quoting a lot of scripture, waiting on God to get on the playing field by himself and do everything for me so I can sit back here and say, I believe in the safety of my comfort zone. Huh? Am I preaching to anybody besides me right now? Amen. Uh, I come to tell you today, nothing just happens. Yes, He is God. Yes, He is fighting our battles. Yes, He is doing the work because we cannot. But until I partner with Him, I am hindering Him from producing the effect that I am desired. I'm come to say today it is a cop-out to have such great desires and little effect. Let me use another word. It's an insult to God to have great desires with little effect because we're 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 Shouting over desires instead of productivity. Did you catch that? We spirit-filled believers like to shout over the cause. Yay, the cause, amen. Uh, uh, when in reality, we're not seeing the effect that, will pr- that matches the cause. And so we've gone, become content with a concept instead of a reality. Are y'all feeling me today? We'll just shout about that. We'll sing about that. But can I tell you, God gets no glory out of concepts. He gets glory out of conception. Because when you really conceive a word, it's gone beyond I believe. James was dealing with this. He said, y'all saying you believe? He said, the devil believes and he's still a sinner. (laughs) The devil believes he still ain't got saved. Huh? We can say we believe all we want to, but until we match effort with what, or let me say it this way, until what I believe starts affecting how I act and what I do and my response, then all I have is a belief system straight from hell. Ooh, wow, that just come out. Was that legal? Huh? James said, faith without works is dead. And the effect is always in direct proportion to the cause. So the greater the cause, the greater the effect. Oh, this is going to be so simple, y'all ain't going to shout with me today. The greater the cause, the greater the effect. Well, I don't see cause and effect in the Bible. Let me give you a scripture. Amen. The Bible says, uh, you can write scripture down, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. He who sows sparingly, I just don't know why God ain't turning my world upside down and I just don't know why I ain't laying hands on the sick. I just don't know why, amen, I can't keep the peace and I can't keep the joy and I can't keep the victory. Come on now, we're just going to be pastoral for a little while. Amen. When, 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 when he plainly said, don't you know, he that sows sparingly, reaps sparingly. Are you listening to me? We planting two kernels of corn, getting two stalks and then blaming God because I didn't have 10 acres of corn. Huh? Come on now, let's just be real. I just don't understand this, amen. How are they giving prophetic words? Uh, how are they just exuberant worship? Uh, why are they so spiritual, amen? I want to tell you why, amen. That is the fruit of their labor. I'm just going to be real. That's the fruit of their labor because nothing just happens. Nothing. 
And, 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 and the effect is always. So if you're tired of the effect, then tweet the cause. This is too deep for y'all, ain't it? Matter of fact, I got a scripture for that. Write it down. It's in Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Now, I've defined cause is something that makes other things happen. Therefore, the effect, listen, I'm going to say that again. Cause is something that makes other things happen. Cause is something that makes other things happen. Therefore, the effect can be determined by the cause. If I desire a different effect, all I got to do is tweak the cause. Galatians says, be, don't be deceived. When this started coming to me, I thought, this is just too simple but profound. He said, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. You can't fool God and get more effect than you caused. He said, be not, see, whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. He that sows to the flesh is going to from the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit is going to from the spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. So, so if you're tired of being bitter, quit sowing bitter seed. Oh, this is deep stuff. You with me, brother? Even you can understand this preaching, huh? I mean, if, if, if I'm tired of being oppressed and depressed, that's the effect of a cause. All I got to do is change the material that's going in my mind. I mean, I can't live on this level and think on this level. I can't live in peace and think in turmoil. Amen? It's impossible. And the church ain't understanding this. My God, I need y'all to get this. Amen? And I don't understand. And you can pray till you drop dead of God, give me peace, give me peace. Amen? Can I submit at this point? Maybe you need to stop praying and change the seeds you're sowing. Because you can't pray in one dimension and sow in a lower dimension and receive the fruit of a higher dimension. Amen. It's cause and effect. This is good news to me. Amen. If I'm always defeated, I'm always oppressed, I'm always on the verge of quitting, I'm always in offense. Come, somebody help me, amen. I'm always in office. Every bit of that is the fruit of the flesh. And he that sows to the flesh is going to reap from that. So it's a cause and effect. All I got to do is change what I'm sowing and I'll start getting a different crop. You know what fear is? Fear is the effect of a cause. What's causing fear? Huh? I can pray all day long, God, take this fear away from me. Take this fear away from me. Oh, God said, I'll take it away from you. I'll partner with you. Amen. But you got to get rid of the cause. Amen. The effect ain't nothing but, uh, the fear ain't nothing but the effect of what you're thinking. So you're obviously thinking things that's gendering fear in your spirit. So I ain't really, amen, in a sense, got to beg God to deliver me of fear. I got to change the cause. And when I change the cause to greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, that he's got my back, he's covering me, he'll make a way where there seems to be no way. All of a sudden the effect changes. I believe that multitudes sit and go for months in oppressed states and states of fear, waiting and hoping something happens. Surely something's going to happen. Surely something's going to happen. I come to challenge you today as pastor. Make it happen today. Make it happen today. Make it happen right now. Amen. Make it happen by, by, by changing the cause. Nothing just happened. Here's one that you might have a hard time swallowing. Amen. Nothing moves without force. Nothing. I, 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 are you listening to me? I can't subliminally make them glasses move. I don't care how much I believe it. I can't make them move. Something's got to make them move. 
Something's got to get them going in the direction I want to get them on. I can't pray them on my face. I got to pick them up and put them on my face. Nothing just happened. Even the Word of God will not move without a propeller. Oh, man, y'all going to buy in that quick? Oh, God, if God said it, I believe it. That makes it so. The devil is a liar. Amen. He said a lot of things. And I say I believe it, but it's my partnering with it and acting upon it that causes it to work in my life. I'm going to prove that. Are, are y'all still with me? Even the Word will not move without being propelled to move. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 2. He said they heard the Word, but they didn't mix faith with it, so the Word didn't profit them nothing. It ain't the hearers that are blessed. It's the doers of the uh, that are blessed. Amen? So it's when I partner with it and, 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 and I activate it in my life. Uh, Paul told Timothy, I love it out of the, the passion, but I, it's hard to memorize scripture out of the passion. He's too wordy. Amen. But he said, Timothy, you have received a prophetic word. Now take that, that word as a weapon and use it to bring to pass what has spoken over you. I, I, you. You better listen to your pastor. And God may speak lots of things over your life, but you can't sit back on the sideline of a comfort zone and say, well, God said it. It's going to come to pass. No, you're going to have to draw it like a sword, and you're going to have to fight doubt. You're going to have to fight doubt, discouragement, fear. Is anybody in this building? Amen. Because even the Word has got to be propelled by a force. See, this, people don't understand deliverance. I thought I was addicted. I'm supposed to come up. Kobe, you're supposed to give me this word of knowledge. I didn't mean it like that. Word of knowledge, which God gives us, and that's supposed to gender faith. Right? It's supposed to, it's supposed to create faith in me. Huh? It's supposed to create faith in me. And then I act upon the word that was given me. See, we don't understand deliverance. We thought deliverance was a smearing of oil and a prophetic word of you are free. You are free. There was a woman with a, uh, no, a man with a withered hand and it was all shriveled up. <laughs> and Jesus walked up to him and gave him a word of knowledge. Are y'all with me over here? He gave him a word of knowledge. Amen. He said, stretch forth your hand. Now that man could have said, oh Lord, I believe you're able to heal, but I've never been able to stretch forth my hand and I can't stretch it forth now. But the Bible says he partnered with the word and then his works partnered with what he believed and he stretched that hand out. It's over and over in your Bible. He told a woman who was bowed over for 18 years, woman, thou art loosed. Really? Are you listening to me? Oh, oh, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Jesus said it. I just know it. I believe it. No, he said, woman, you are loose. And then she acted in obedience to what was spoken in her life. Are you listening to me now Why James was preaching? Faith without works is dead. Can I tell you, it's a lot, it would be a lot safer for us if we could sit on the sideline and let God do all the work and then just us receive the benefits of it. It wouldn't require any risk on your part. It wouldn't, re it wouldn't require you looking like a fool. It, are y'all with me? Oh, no, it wouldn't require. Amen. But James says, faith without works is dead. Listen, let's, let's teach it a little deeper. Jehoshaphat got surrounded by a mighty army. And they were coming to destroy him. He went to God and said, God, we have no might against this great army. We can't do anything with them. He said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And God gave him a prophetic word and said, Jehoshaphat, this battle don't even belong to you. This battle ain't yours. But then he said some stuff. If you don't understand this concept, that's confusing. He said, this battle don't belong to you. This is my battle. I just need you to set yourself. Yeah, I'm thought, okay, God, is this my battle or is it your battle? He didn't stop there. He said, Set yourself and stand and see the salvation of the Lord. 
Now, I left one word out of there because it's not in the original transcript. Stand still. Still ain't in there. Amen. Study it out. He said, the battle's not yours. Position yourself and stand and see the salvation of the Lord. He didn't stop there. He said, fear not, nor be dismayed. But tomorrow, go out against them and I'm going to be with you. So at this point, I'm saying what I do. <laughs> do I fight or not fight? <laughs> do I go or do I not go? And what he's trying to do is change the narrative. Oh, no, you're going to have to go, Jehoshaphat, and you're going to have to position yourself, but you got to go with a different mindset. You ain't going in your strength. You ain't going in your ability. Amen. But I do need you. I need an earthly counterpart, counterpart, counterpart to get what I got in heaven to earth. So all I need you to do is position yourself and then stand. And then I need you to go out against them. And the word against means stand in opposition to. It means to be contradictory. Oh, I just love this. It means to be contradictory. Amen. If you're ever going to see a miracle, it's God who's going to do the work. But I have to stand contradictory to what the report was, what my flesh is saying, what the community's saying. Who am I, who am I helping right now? Amen. I got to show up. I've got to shake your neighbor and tell me you at least got to show up. Amen. You by faith have got to get on the battlefield. No, you're not going to draw a sword, but you are going to draw a worship song. You are going to draw a praise. Amen. Can I help somebody? The church does not understand what standing is. Standing in the Bible is not complacent in activity. Well, somebody, can I take this off? You're so awesome. It's not complacent inactivity. Standing is positioning. Standing. Wait on me, Fluky. I got your favorite scriptures today. Standing, amen, is working tirelessly in complete expectation of what I'm asking for. That's what standing looks like. Amen. So, so he said, I need you to stand. Let, let me tell you where this, this message come from. Months ago, I was listening to Patty testify to Taylor. We was out there in our little walk, walking, and she was testifying to Taylor about our miracle when God healed Lacey of brain damage. And I ain't, I ain't going to get in. Most of y'all heard this testimony of how that they said she'd never be normal. I'm going to tell it anyway. She'd never be normal. Well, they was right about that. She never did get normal. But, you know, she, she, I don't want you to be normal either, baby. You know what I mean? She, she can't take a bath. She can't ride a horse. And she can't climb on monkey bars. And she can't do all this. She's got brain damage. And it's causing these seizures. And, and you're going to have to put her on this medicine. And you're going to have to bring her in every month because she's going to be anemic all of her life. She don't look anemic to me. She's looking pretty good. You started to use another word, but I... Are you listening to me? Hey, man, me and my wife left there. He's reading all that report off to us, telling us what it's going to be with our kid, you know. And, 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 and she, her life is just marked for the rest of her life. And we're going to fight this until she dies or uh, outlives me, whatever the case may be. <laughs> Amen. But me and my wife decided, you know what? We're going to take a stand. We're going to take a stand. I can go this route or I can take a stand. Amen. But you know what we found out in the standing? Standing didn't mean complacent inactivity. Standing meant we fought opposition. We fought popular opinion. We fought wisdom from spiritual people that told me you got to use common sense. You've got to put your baby on. Right, is anybody listening to me? I'm just using it. Amen. You, you, you got to go this route. Amen. It's the only way. You're taking your daughter's life. Here's one for you. You're taking your daughter's life in your own hands. Amen. Let me tell you something. At that point, it would have been way easier if it had been me. It would have been way easier to take my own life in my hands. It would have been easier for her if it was her life. But we took a stand and the doctor swore to us. He looked me in the eye. He knew I was a preacher. He looked me in the eye and said, I'm telling you Mr. Love, I'm telling you, you have no other option and if you don't do this 
It's going to have a negative effect upon her life. Amen. But me and my wife, we took our stand. And I said, I'll never be able to preach to anybody the message I'm preaching you today. I'll never be able to preach it to anybody else if we don't take our stand. And, and she was just testifying and talking about this. And she made a statement that just gripped me in my spirit. And she said, you know what? I don't know when it happened. I don't even know when the miracle come. I, 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 there wasn't no great big explosion. She said, it just happened while I was standing. It just happened while we were standing. Is that, I'm going to say that again. It happened while we were standing. I'm afraid we miss a lot of miracles. Uh, it's because we don't know the art of standing. Standing, we didn't check out on God. We didn't check out on God and say, God, I'm going to quit preaching until you do this. God, I'm going to quit worshiping until you do this. No, we stood. And while we were standing, God fought the battle for us. Amen. While we declared it, while we worshiped, while we preached, while we declared. It happened because a force got behind it and started pushing it. I'm going to teach you some stuff, but, but listen to me. I even found out, Colby, it takes preparation to stand. Standing don't come natural. Nothing just happens. Ephesians taught me that even if you're going to stand, you got to get ready to stand. Standing is the effect of a cause. I said, oh my God, no wonder so many throw in the towel so quick. No, no wonder so many give up so quick. No wonder we miss out on a lot of things that God wants us to do. It's because we couldn't stand because we didn't make preparation to stand. He said, put on the whole armor of God. And having done all to stand, then stand. Oh, can I help somebody? Maybe that's why we're having problems standing is because we didn't do the proper work so I would be able to stand. I had to put on a helmet in the mind of Christ to make it through this. I had to put on a breastplate of righteousness to be able to stand like I'm standing. I, I had to pick up a shield of faith to be able to stand like I'm standing. Amen. I'm not, I, I had to... I had to I had to, to, to be busy getting my boots on. I, I had to have my feet shod with some scripture. You can't stand if you ain't even prepared to stand. Standing is an effect of a cause. How do you stand like you do? I got dressed. Huh? I didn't just walk out here saying I'm going to stand. No, hey amen. It's hard to fight barefooted. Huh? I mean, unless you're a kung fu man or something. It's hard to be out on a battlefield barefooted, stepping on stickers and thorns. Huh? Amen. And we're wondering why we're not standing. Amen. It's because I was in a prayer closet. I got my Bible open and I shod my feet with preparation. I was prepared for this. You can't stand if you ain't prepared. Amen. So even standing is the effect of a call. Are you tired of getting beat up? Are you tired of the devil just stealing things from you when he wants to? Amen. Well, you got to make the necessary preparations. There comes a point in Christianity where you got to quit running to a brother. Oh, God, would you pray for me? I think we need to change our narrative, elders. Huh? Like that, that old time preacher, they said, that boy just kept coming, I need counseling, I need counseling. About that fourth time he slammed the door in his face, said, go pray through. Go get dressed. Put on the whole armor of God. If you want to stand, you got to get ready to stand. You got to prepare to stand. Because if I didn't, the devil's going to get in here. Huh? He's going to turn my mind inside out. But if I got my helmet of salvation on, he can't get in there. 
Come on, is this real this morning? Is this workable for you? Amen. I, I, I've got to get ready to stand. I've got to make preparations to stand. Standing is not being complacent. It's preparing myself. It's positioning myself. He said, you position yourself in the right posture, and I'm going to ambush your enemy. All we got to do is get ready. Nothing just happened. I, I thought about it. Jesus said, go tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. You know what Jesus could have said? I'm going to pull the Spirit out on the day of Pentecost. So y'all go to Jerusalem and party. Because it was party time that time of year. And on the day of Pentecost, go up into the upper room and I'm going to pull the Spirit out. But no, he said, I need you to go tarry there until you be endued. It took 10 days for them to get in proper position for proper outpouring. It took 10 days. He, he knew they had to be positioned to receive the promise. I'm afraid we got, we're inundated with promises, but we're not taught to position ourselves to receive the promise. That's what we're not being taught. We're taught we're overcomers through the blood of the Lamb, word of our testimony. We're taught that we're supposed to be victorious, but we're not taught, amen, there is a cause that produces that effect. You smearing all on me don't make me strong. Put on your strength. Strength don't just happen. Somebody say that with me. Strength don't just happen. I got to put my strength on and then I can face anything the devil throws my way. He said, Terry, and your Bible says in Acts chapter number one, they continued steadfastly in prayer and supplication. They wasn't sitting up there twirling their thumbs. They was in a level, a depth of prayer that constituted the depth of outpouring that was coming into their lives. They were in prayer and supplication. You know what else they was doing? Bringing order. They was getting things in order. Amen. They wasn't but leaven because one just hung itself. Amen. They couldn't be. Jesus knew the promise is coming, but I need you to position yourself and I need you to bring order. Somebody shout cause and effect. I need you to bring order. Peter said, this ain't right. Leaven is the number of chaos. Eleven is the number of disorder. Twelve is the number of divine order. So before the Spirit could be poured out, they spent that ten days bringing things in order. Maybe we're missing things that God wants to pour out is because we're not bringing proper order into our lives. Waiting is not sitting on the sideline in a complacent mindset of surely God's going to pour out revival. Surely we're going to have dynamic services. Surely we're going to impact, impact uh, this geographical location. Waiting is doing the groundwork. Let me tell you what waiting looks like. It's when you prayed for water and you get your shovel out and you're digging ditches. That's what waiting looks like. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Faith without works is dead. Waiting looks like I'm moving in concert with what I'm believing. Somebody ought to be able to look at what you're doing and know what you're believing for. But we just got this mindset that the Bible says it. I believe it, so I hope it happens to me. No, move it. Put some force behind it. Huh? Not that you can make it happen, but my activity, Sister Beth, is partnering with God on what I'm believing is going to happen. Huh? It, it happened when, it happened while I was standing. That's exactly what the ten lepers must have said. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest like you're healed. They could have stood right there and said, it still hurts. I'm still in pain. I still ain't got no fingers. I still ain't got no toes. My ear's still missing. But the Bible says, as they went, Kamal, they were healed. In other words, it happened while they were standing. It happened while they stood on what God told them. My God, is anybody getting this? Amen. Pick any miracle in the Bible. Amen. <laughs> if you looked at that early church, they'd have said, I'll tell you uh, about Lazarus' resurrection. It happened uh, when we started rolling. That's when it happened. It happened. 
Just think, if the church wouldn't have put some works with what they believed Jesus said, Lazarus would have never come out of that tomb. He said, roll you away the stone. So when they stood in covenant agreement, instead of saying, he's stinking by now. This, this can't happen. This is impossible. He's been dead four days. It can't happen. You know when it happened? It happened when they went to work. It happened when they activated their faith. Uh, go all the way back. The priest. You know what they would say? It happened when we stepped into the water. It didn't happen until we stepped into the water. The water didn't split until we put our feet in the water. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I'm preaching something to you that is the hardest thing you're ever going to get a hold to. You can't do anything without prayer. Bottom line. But I'm afraid prayer it's become a substitute for real faith. Huh? I hope y'all don't get me wrong because this church don't pray enough. And Josh taught the non-negotiables of prayer. Uh, that's not the point. But let me tell you, it's a whole different ball game when we just pray about a thing instead of joining our works with the thing. He said, if a man has faith and has not works, can that faith save him? He said, no, it's just a real good idea. But when I partner with what I believe by my activity, things begin to happen. Things begin to change. It was when, it was when I began to move that, that it created a force that caused things to begin to move in my life. He said, uh, uh, even uh, 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 the, the, the prophet that said it hadn't rained in three and a half years, he said, I hear a sound from heaven. I hear an abundance of rain. I hear an abundance of rain. It's coming. It's coming. And then what's amazing to me, the Bible says he went to that mountain, fell down on his face, put his head between his knees, and began to intercede before God. Somebody shout, nothing just happens. All of these words, all of these promises has to have an earthly counterpart that partners with it that gives birth to heaven on this earth. Amen? Hearing it is not enough. We got to bring it into reality. It's not he that hears the word that's blessed. It's he that it's the doers of the word that is blessed. Amen. And the doing always requires you step outside your comfort zone. Are you listening to me? The woman who they was about to, she was about to sell her sons. Poverty had filled her home. She asked the prophet what I was going to do. She gathered vessels. And the Bible says when she began to pour, the oil began to come. It happened while she was pouring. It happened while she was standing. It happened when she took her stand. Hear me this morning, body of Christ. Standing is not complacently sitting on the sideline expecting God to do what he said he was going to do. It's me partnering with what he has spoken in my life and it's motivating me to activity based upon that. Amen. Even at salvation, the Bible says God set a bush on fire. And, and, and the Bible says when the Lord saw Moses turn aside, he began to speak to him. The doing was in the turning. God's trying to get our attention, but until we turn our attention to him. And oh Lord God, your testimony today, Amanda. God spoke to me early. I don't mean to be offensive. I'm just going to tell you the truth because there's a sermon coming. That, that, that multitudes is going to use this coronavirus is going to separate multitudes from the body of Christ. It's going to separate because when you allow something to separate you that long, it becomes easy to stay separated. And then we've perpetuated this dysfunction with all our Facebook and all of our recordings, because everybody can sit in the comfort of their own home, still get the benefit of a message every now and then. I told Joshua here a while back, I'll just soon do away with every bit of it. Amen. But the, it, it, it's a trick of the enemy. Number one, Josh preached it the other day. I'm surprised that we let the devil take it so easy. 
I thought about all these bumper stickers of these, all of our gunmen down here. We all got our guns. You know, they'll get my gun when they prize my cold, dead finger off the trigger. <laughs> the government tells you to go to church, not to go to church one time. You'll say, okay. <laughs> Was that a cheap shot? <laughs> huh? You, you understand about priority here, amen? Huh? No, you can't have that, but I, I'll give you this in just a minute. I'll, I'll surrender this to you in just a minute. Amen. And, and, and I've seen this happening, and it's happening across the board. And, and I'm in contact with pastors across the United States, and I, I see where they're beefing up e-church. E-church to where, just stay where you are, but we set it up where you can send your tithes and offerings in. But you, Amanda, who was high risk, risk your own child, Amen. Stayed faithful to the scripture of forsake not the assembly. I ain't hating on nobody, but I ain't passing up a chance to give God glory where glory and honor is due. Amen. That we'll do whatever it takes. You realize what you did? You took your Isaac. Y'all took your Isaac and laid him on the altar and raised the knife up and say, God is able to raise him from the... Are you listening to me? When did it happen? When did he start getting his miracle? While you were standing. And standing wasn't hiding out somewhere. Is anybody... I'm just preaching what happened. Amen. It wasn't hiding out somewhere. It was saying, God is bigger than this. And while you were standing, God moved. Nothing just happens. So I need you to ask yourself, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Are you waiting on God just to override natural laws? His own spiritual law? Override our faithlessness? We just got a lot of concepts and ideas that we say we believe that's pro producing no risk in our lives whatsoever? James said, guys, faith without works is dead. And if you're going to get your miracle, it's going to be while you were standing. And standing is not inactivity. It's preparation for what you believe is coming. It's even vocal. He said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, he shall have whatsoever he says. Paul said, we have the spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. Faith is speaking and it's doing. It's good, but it's tough. It really is. Can I get a witness? It's a whole lot easier to just say this stuff until I'm the one that the doctors look at me and I and say, this could take her life. Until he's, you're the one suffering from the situation. You're the one fighting the situation. It's a whole lot easier to get in here and shout a preacher down who's talking about it. But it's a whole different ball game when he said, okay, Jehoshaphat, go to the battlefield. Position yourself and then you take your stand and you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. Am I helping anybody? Your miracle is on the other side of your standing. And your standing is not faithless inactivity. It's you putting your feet in the water. It's you gathering the vessels. It's you digging the ditches. It's you rolling the stone away. In other words, there is an energy that has to come from you. I want to go all the way back down to this in closing. If you're having a problem standing in the public, it's because there's not enough great cause in the private. Strength don't just happen. Spirituality don't just happen. Is this, is this simple enough? Faithfulness don't just happen. It's the fruit of a lifestyle of devotion that you're getting to see. That's why we can't be jealous over strong people. You can't be jealous over anointed people because he gave us every one a measure. All you got to do is sow it. You can't be mad at God because we're not getting the desired effect. Because everything's built on cause and effect.
And that if we'll partner with him, we can enjoy the fulfillment of winning with God. Stand with me all over this morning. There's, I need you to take inventory for just a second before I let you go. We're going we're gonna to be back tonight at 6.30. Oh, yeah, we got a baptism. They can get ready. I need you to take inventory while they're getting their clothes changed. Have you noticed cycles in your life? This is my altar call today. Cycles. To where you get, you do good for a while and then you fall right back into the same cycle in your mind of defeatedness, separation. Nobody loves us. Cycles that folks go through. I don't feel like a part. I feel separate from other cycles. I want you to just stop and take a... That's not something new. That's cycles that you've experienced over and over. Yours may be different, but it's cycles. And the reason these are so cyclical is because you never took a stand. You never did what was necessary to stand through one of them. That's the reason I never allow anybody to back down in the middle of battle. It creates cycles. He wouldn't let Jehoshaphat back down. He said, no, I need you to set yourself in array. In other words, you go out there just like you're going to fight it, but I'm going to do you fighting for you. And we create cycles. And the Lord told me to, 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 to bring you to this altar call that he wants you to break that cycle today that you stand through this one and it can't keep cycling in your life. Well, how do I stand? Not by me laying hands on you, by getting preparing to stand. Ephesians chapter number 6. Getting dressed to stand. Getting the right mindset. Getting your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, sword of spirit in your hand. We're going to break cycles today. We're going to break cycles today. Who am I talking to that you go through cycles to where your face way up here and then all of a sudden it gets knocked way down here? That ever happened to anybody else? Cycles. Because we didn't learn to stand in the midst of that cycle. That's what this whole teaching is for today. Totally different from the way I've been preaching for three weeks. This whole teaching today is to teach us, I got I to gotta get ready to stand because that enemy's going to come against me. I got to get prepared to stand. I just need you to get focused right now. Just a minute. If you want to lift your hands, close your eyes, I don't care, but I'm going to pray over us right now that cycles be broken in your life. These cycles being broken, whatever yours is. Yours may be uh, addiction, TV, food, drug, it, it, it cycles. Because we never took our stand, God just helped us get out of it for a little while. We got to go in the promised land, eat a few grapes, but I'm right back in the wilderness. Come on, the devil is a liar. We're going to break cycles today. We're gonna break, how am I going to break it? I'm going to take my stand. I'm going I'm I'm to do everything it takes to stand, Benny. I'm going to do everything it takes to stand. And he laid it out. I'm going to get my mind right. Going to get my armor on. Come on, I need you to receive this. Father, in the name of Jesus, this cycle that keeps coming around and pulling me right back down to the same old thinking, same old activity, same old, I get to go through phases where it's all good, but here I am again. Come on now, I'm following the Holy Ghost right now. Here I am again in this same cycle. No, no, the, the, God's tired of the devil beating you up in this area. Right now, you've been taught. Come on, say, Lord, help me to be a doer of this word. Help me to become a doer of this word. I'm going to become a doer of this word. I'm going to do the things necessary to stand. I, I got to quit asking you for strength and do the necessary things to get strong. And hear me all your prayer. Everybody, hear me. Amen. Your effect is always going to be in a proportion to your cause. Let's raise the ante. Let's raise the cause. When you raise the cause, you raise the level of spirituality in your life. 
Father, I pray over this church right now, cycles are being broken today by the word of truth, by the word of God, that we don't have to fall back into this again, oh Lord God Almighty, but that we, oh Father God, are conquering this thing today. We worship through it right now, Father, as you fight our battles for us and destroy this enemy in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, before we sit down, I need you to look at your neighbor, grab him by the arm and say, go do what you've been taught. Go do what you've been taught. Let's be doers and not hearers. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.